When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? And we are underway. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm Chris Raybon, and this is your NFC 2023 season betting preview part two. In this episode, we'll be previewing the NFC North and the NFC West part one, covering the NFC East and NFC South. Is already up, as are our AFC preview episodes. Part one is the AFC East and AFC South. Part two is the AFC North and AFC West. And here to help me break it all down, Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. Stuck, how's it going? Yeah, we're uh, we're good to go. We got eight teams left, so let's let's uh, power through this and find some. some winners in the NFC. This is my first Super Bowl future and only okay. as of now is in is in this episode. All right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to see if I could. I don't know if I could guess it, actually. Maybe, maybe. I have an idea, but we'll see. But let's, let's start with the let's start with the Detroit Lions in the NFC North. They are favored to win the division. Uh, this offense, I think, uh, is going to be very good. Love the O-line. Jared Goff. You know, I love just kind of how they built around Goff and made it so he doesn't have to do too much. Uh, I also like the schedule for Detroit. They only have one true cold weather game, which I think is going to be beneficial to Jared Goff, who does struggle uh, outdoors and, and in the elements. Lions also have a bye week in week nine, so right in the middle. So I, I, I do like the Lions schedule from that perspective. Uh, the defense, uh, if there's a weak link, I think it would be the defense, but I do expect Hutchinson to be better uh, and maybe explode in, in year two. Uh, what, what are you thinking with, with Detroit here? Yeah, it's a young roster overall that's um, primed to continue to get better. But then if they were if they were just like bad two years ago instead and got a quarterback, um, then they would be in really good shape. Because it's still Jared Goff, which I think limits your ceiling – when you have a defense that isn't going to be great. Like there's some young pieces that, you know, I, I do expect Hutchinson to get better, you know, even like Joseph and Malcolm Rodriguez started to flash. Uh, so you have some good young pieces and then you added some vets in the secondary to potentially improve your back end. But I think that overall the defense is still a question. They were, they were a bit unlucky with injuries last year too. Um, and they still have a good offensive line, one of the best on paper. And they have a really good offensive coordinator. 
So the offense should be good, even with Goff, but it's still Jared Goff. It's still a questionable defense. And, like, I just feel like the Lions are getting way too much love. Like, everyone's just penciling in the Lions to win this division. Like, it's a foregone conclusion. I don't necessarily see that. I show value on their under. Like, I mean, they're, what is their, their, win, their win total sitting at, like, 9.8. Um, yeah, nine and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah, juiced up. Uh, one twenty minus one twenty two on Fanduel. It's probably would have be about nine seven. About what ten uh, cents per? Yeah. Uh, so per decimal. Yeah. So the yeah. So I'm projecting at like eight nine eight eight. So I show value on the under. I think we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves, but I do like the schedule as you pointed out, and you know, it's a fairly weak division but some of the other teams could surprise so yeah i I lean lines under not gonna bet it but i'm gonna fade them indirectly in other ways which we'll get to yeah i you know i i like the lions but when i overall just kind of started going through each game um i'm a couple of i think i'm at like nine three or nine two as well so uh, i'm a little under as well so that's not the way I really want to invest. The only Lions future I have right now is, is just a player future on David Montgomery to lead the league in rushing touchdowns because he's going to get that Jamal Williams role and 25 to one. So it's worth a shot. Uh, but outside of that, I, you know, think the offense is going to continue to uh, take steps forward. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is, is excellent. I think the, the receiving court, Outside of him isn't great, but you have rookie tight end who is good pass catcher. I think long-term probably your TJ Hawkinson replacement and Sam Laporta do like the offensive line. I guess uh, like if you see this team struggling, it's probably going to be due to the defense. Uh, what do you think about that, that new secondary? Cause you got a lot of new pieces uh, on the secondary Gardner Johnson could play Safety, I guess he could play slot corner. You got the rookie, Brian Branch, the second-round pick, who could also play nickel. Then you got Mosley from San Francisco. You got uh, Sutton from, where is he at, Pittsburgh before this? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Cam Sutton. Um, And uh, they added somebody else too, right? No, no, I think, oh, no, Gardner Johnson was the, uh, so those three were like the big ones. Uh, Do you think it takes any time, you know, they played well, where they were last year in their spots for the most part, but do you think it's, there's going to be kind of an adjustment period with, with this many new pieces in the secondary? Yeah. I mean, it's natural to assume that there could be a little bit of an adjustment period and you got to find out where everyone fits and maybe they do it quicker um, or maybe it takes some time. I do think that adding those pieces kind of raises the floor of the Mm -hmm. secondary, which is a good thing. And, you know, getting a couple veteran guys in that defensive locker room also could be a net positive. So I like the moves overall. I don't think they're like giant needle movers no. where it's all of a sudden like, Oh, this defense could be really good. Um, in order for that to happen, you're going to need branch to really hit. You'll need Joseph to like, you'll need the younger guys to really continue to pop and develop. And then, you know, these veteran guys are just kind of nice reinforcements around them. Um, but I, I, I think the moves were smart overall. Um, and the, the Lions are a good team. I have them rated as, you know, above average and it's, they're in the NFC, but, uh, they're not some 
powerhouse that like they've been hinted at from some. So I think there's opportunities for other teams to win this division, which is a natural lead into wherever you want to go next. Um, let's go Vikings first, since they are, I guess, the second in terms of win total in second place. Eight and a half is their win total. Juiced up to the over as well. So more like eight, eight, uh, once you account for the juice. I really wanted to, I thought I was going to be heavy fading the Vikings. You know, they're coming off that year where they win 13 games, but they have the negative point differential. And by every metric, they were an average to below average team. Um, eight and a half. I'm kind of, I'm pretty much in line with that. Uh, I think there's, you know, the offense in year two, I think is going to take a step forward. I, they were inexplicably bad considering Justin Jefferson had an amazing season. Um, you know, I, just some of the offensive numbers, you know, uh, the underlying metrics didn't really paint them as a, a, a very good offense, which was kind of surprising because the O-line wasn't bad. Cousins was solid until the Giants game and at the end. Uh, and so, you know, I don't like it. Was, this was such a weird team for me because on one hand, it's like, yeah, we knew they were fraudulent and they were over. You know, we got lucky. What is it, 11 and 0 in one score games, I believe, until the playoffs. Uh and but at the same time, I felt like a team with the the caliber of talent they had on offense last year should have been better, uh, you know, by the metrics. And I think what were they twenty twentieth in offensive DVOA? That, that kind of surprised me. A fifteenth passing, twenty eighth rushing. So I guess the rushing brought it down. But they've now, you know, coming in this year, what's changed is outside of you know defense coordinator Brian Flores and for Donato, but on offense. They seem to want to go with a little more heavy personnel. So kind of following that trend of, you know, everyone's kind of adjusting to this one, one. And now they want to, you know, they extend CJ ham. They signed Josh Oliver to a big deal, the, you know, blocking tight end. So, I mean, that's going to be different. So, you know, what are, what are you kind of seeing here with, with this Viking team? A, good, a fun exercise. Ask uh, if you're listening, ask like a casual, um, ca- one of your friends who's a casual fan of the NFL assuming you're not in Minneapolis or St. Paul, to name three defenders on the Vikings this year. Um, <laughs> so a lot of turnover on defense, and the defense is going to be bad. This is quietly a very quiet rebuild. Um, and like Cousins, is 30, Cousins isn't getting any younger. I think what he's 35, 36. I think he's on that over-the-hill going to start to – see really poor results and the Vikings are going to eventually have to get their franchise quarterback. I think quietly this management would love for like a, just a shitty year, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I think the D's going to be bad. You got some good tackles. The interior offensive line is also a concern, but they look who they got rid of. Like they got rid of, they're getting rid of their aging guys, Thielen, Cook, Kendricks, Peterson, Peterson yep. Zadarius Smith, right? All those older, which I agree with, but that's, that's, that's talenting. Yeah, that's signaling just hey, we're we're kind of quietly resetting this button, which I agree with resetting this thing um, with the new management and a new coach. Yeah, but you're right. The it was interesting. Like I think maybe I don't know. Like 15 years ago, this win total would have been 10. Right. Um, but now you know everyone is the market is so much more intelligent, especially in the NFL. I was, we were screaming on the podcast. I should, this is, I had them as a bottom five team, like in week 12 and they won 13 games, 11 and 0 um, in one score game until the playoffs, 11 and 0. And of course the first playoff game is the first time 
they lose. And it's on Kirk Cousins checking down three yards on yeah. what was a fourth and eight. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just like peak Kirk Cousins, though. Like that's the entire Kirk Cousins experience wrapped up in just one 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 fell one game. Just Yeah. And now you get so because of that, you get a first place schedule. Um schedule I have overall rated is about uh, league average uh, difficulty wise. The D is going to be really bad. I don't like much of anything there, but you hope that I do have a lot of respect for Flores. So maybe yeah. you give them a schematic bump, but it's going to be a rough year for the defense and if the off the interior offensive line can't figure it out and cousins continues, you know, starts a, a big downturn, then this could be a really bad team. I project them right around eight wins. Um, win totals sitting at like eight and a half. So I actually would lean under and it is, but not enough for me to play it. And yeah, I, I thought I was gonna be fading them too, but everyone kind of knew that they were a fraud. And I, but I have no interest in backing them as uh, a division winner by fading the, the lines. I think the Bears or the Packers, <laughs> depending on your taste, I think you're gonna have the Bears taste, and I'm gonna have the Packers taste, are more intriguing options with better prices. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I don't see. The thing, and one thing we should mention too, and this is kind of a lot of people haven't talked about this, but the Vikings reportedly attempted to trade to the number one spot in the draft mm-hmm. for Bryce Young, which I yep. just thought was extremely interesting. After you know coming off a thirteen win season, you know Kirk, I mean, and, but but Quiet with Kirk Cousins, with Quiet Kirk Cousins, Rito, yeah, and having, but I like you, I wonder how much of it was just like, like you know that like. Because, like, when you're, you know, it's easy as for us, you know, we're just looking at these things as a whole and we're, you know, look, taking the, the bird's eye view and kind of stepping back. But, like, as a franchise, like, that play just, it, it just can't sit right. Like, that just, like, how do you get over that? You know, like, I, it just, like, it kind of undid all of the, like, Kirk Cousins threw for what? 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, uh, you know, 13 and four record, crazy. Justin Jefferson comeback in that Buffalo game, but just like that one play, it just doesn't, it just kind of, it's just inexplicable. So, I mean, I'm, I wonder just how much that was, was, you know, kind of the driving force um, behind it, but yeah, that's a good point on cousins and just, there could be like a little bit more of like a cliff drop at some point. Cause he's at that age where, you know, just, you know, the he's been pretty consistent, but I mean, like that offense still being twentieth with Justin Jefferson having a season he had is just kind of that's mind blowing to me. But I agree. I think you know the defense, the cornerback situation could be really bad because Murphy, you know they they signed him to get younger from Peterson, but Peterson was really good last year. It would be really even even though Peterson was aging, it could still would be hard to replace the production he gave them last year, which was probably an outlier. But still, I don't see any. I don't see. I see them probably getting worse in the secondary and then uh yes. smith harrison smith is you know long time your best you know player in the secondary safety well he's what 34 now i think you know he's getting yep. up there uh so you, you talk about somebody dropping off a cliff and then bynum i thought he was gonna be good and he kind of came back down to earth so yeah you know davenport is here that Hunter's still here, I guess, right? Like they haven't found they haven't they were looking to trade him last I checked, but I believe he's still on the roster. I don't know if that'll if he if he'll remain there, but yeah, it's 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 just a very middling team. Like I, I, I agree. There it's definitely in the eights for me as well. Um 
but not. I'll t- but I'll tell you how Kirk Cousins gets over it. I'll give you th- how does he get 30, over it? thirty million reasons why that's what he's making this year. <laughs> and then the, I think the past two he made sixty six million. Um, so yeah, and I think based on the contract and what this upper management is doing, which I agree with, is this is will be his last year in the purple and gold. Yeah, and I mean every from everything you know, you're right. They're kind of telling us things without telling us because even you know extending cj ham and you know signing josh oliver to a big contract as a blocking tight end you have justin jefferson the best receiver in the game you have you just drafted a receiver in the first round you just traded for a tight end but like it just seems like now like all of a sudden you're kind of going back and just saying oh no we actually need to be more more of like a heavy personnel like maybe hide not hide necess- per se but limit cousins a little more um than they have in years past which you know maybe they're trying to keep the defense off the fields you know or trying to tank <laughs> just i uh, i mean but i it, it, look if i was the vikings this is what i i would do as well and i would have I think it would have been like if they could find a way to get, you know, the top pick or trade up to it, and then you blow everything else up. You don't have Cousins making, you know, thirty-five million a year. You have a rookie quarterback with the best receiver in the league, a left, a franchise left mm-hmm. tackle on your rookie contract, and then you build it, rebuild it, um, and you get a lot more flexibility, which is what I think they're going to try to do next year. Yeah, because I mean that's yeah they're they're. They're just all their moves, really. You know, most of them, anyway, are, have just been about cap and, and trying to get get to a place where they're comfortable with the cap. Um, you know, yep. that's that was the Cook move. That was the uh, who was it on D Dalvin Thomas, and I believe they got they, they let go. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a middling team. Like it, it's not Peterson, Darius Smith, Adam yep. Thielen. Like these yep. are all the older vets. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 still not. A, it's still. They, have, they could be competitive. Yeah, but. exactly. They're not going to – I wouldn't expect them to, you know, bottom out unless there's an injury, I guess, to Cousins. But uh, who, who they got? Nick Mullins? Yeah. So it's it's just – it's kind of going to be an annoying team, I, I think. Like, it's, they're just kind of there. Um, By the way, the, we talked about this on the last podcast about, um, you know, the, you were the worst record and, like, if a mm-hmm. quarterback gets hurt. So – yeah, I mean, the Vikings wouldn't be in the worst shape, but um, I was thinking about this in between our recordings. Like, who would be the team that would be the worst off? And it might be the Packers, even though they have Jordan Love. We don't know what he has. Sean Clifford is horrendous. But I guess, but as far as, like, drop-off from starter to backup. I mean, I guess it could be the it could be the Rams again. Um, oh, Stetson Bennett, I went to I went to that game. I love Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he was balling, Stetson man. Stetson Bennett's a baller. The Jets, maybe you got to put the Jets back up there because then all of a sudden you're talking about Mr. Wilson again. Um, but two of the two of the the you know the teams that I think are in this conversation we're going to talk about next. The Bears. Yeah. You know what? You're down to PJ Walker. I think, and they, uh, they got Peterman. Walker's having a terrible camp. So Peterman and they have another guy. Uh, what's his name? The uh, 
Are you you're telling undrafted. me Nathan Peterman is the guy that I should be excited about instead of PJ? No, no, I'm just telling you what's going on. Like the, the, uh, PJ Walker's having such a bad camp that he might not beat out Tyson. I forget his name is the other Bajent, guy. Bajent. The, yeah, the. But I'm saying so. Like if Jordan Love goes down, Sean Clifford is the quarterback who's horrendous, and then if. Uh, if uh, Fields goes down, it could be Nathan Peterman. And then, uh, but I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, I guess if Mahomes goes down, even though you have, uh, yeah, who, who, it's that Gabbert. played before. Gabbert has played before, yeah. but it's fucking Mahomes. You, the Chiefs could win like three games. Like if Mahomes went down on the first play of the season, how many games did the Chiefs win? Oof. Four? Five? Yeah, three or four. Yeah. I mean, I'll give, I'll give the Andy Reid bump. I'll give, I'll give, him, to, I'll give him five. Because they're like 400 to one to have the fewest wins. So you're basically like betting other things have to happen too. But like Mahomes has to get on the first play, first game. um, And someone else has to be not that bad. But um, the Packers or Bears could be in that discussion if they got a quarterback hurt in like the first game. But anyway, so which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want me to? Let's go. Let's go. They're, oh, the Packers are, I think, slightly ahead. So let's, we could go Packers first. Uh, seven and a half is the win total, minus one twenty-two. So about seven, six, seven, seven uh, is the is the real win total. Uh, you mentioned it, Jordan Love. I, real the thing that strikes me with the Packers is this might be in recent memory the youngest quarterback pass catcher group I can remember. You know, we have Jordan Love who. You know, doesn't really have much experience. He's a couple of years in the league. But then you have Watson, second year. Dobbs, second year. Jaden Reed, rookie. Samari Ture, second year uh, at, at wide receiver. Those are your top four. A tight end, Luke Musgrave, rookie. Tucker Craft, rookie. The, the, Tyra Davis had the most experience. He's on the IR. He got hurt in the preseason. You moved DeGuar to fullback, so I'm not going to count him. But, I mean, th- this is a, a, an extremely young uh, quarterback pass catcher group. So I, I just found that interesting. I think there could be some some sloppiness here, some some, some miscommunications, mistakes, and things like that. But I think I thought I think Love has looked pretty solid, all things considered, in the preseason. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I love the uh, the average age of the wide receivers uh, for the Packers is twenty three point three, youngest in the NFL by far. Um, I love I love the upside of this team. Uh, I'll tell you a story. When I was in Vegas for my birthday with my wife, she was we met. She followed me on Twitter. From she was a better. She's a degenerate better, but she's like lived in Kentucky and San Diego, and then San Diego for her whole life. And so she bet, but like on you know online books and stuff. So she's never placed a legal bet in her life um, at, in Vegas. So I was like, all right, but we got to place your first legal bet. So um, I gave her a hundred bucks and told her to go up to the, I told her, you know, you got to say the number, um, ask for some drink tickets. We'll hand them out as we're leaving. We're about to leave the book. And she was like, what should I bet? And uh, I told her, well, it's a hundred, it's going to put a hundred bucks on some ticket that you're leaving Vegas. So it's gotta be like a long shot. So first bet Packers 66 to one baby to win the Super Bowl. Um, it's her first legal bet. Um, <laughs> I also joined her. I bet the Packers 66 to one. You can oh, find wow. out there. Okay. Uh, to win the Super not, Bowl. I was not going to guess that. I was, I was actually going to guess the, the uh, <laughs> no, nah, I was, I, I thought you, I thought you might go with, uh, with, 
like a Seattle or a, or San or San Francisco, honestly. No, so this is a pure. I played it very small. Uh, I, my bigger plays than the win to the division plus four hundred. Um, um, so basically, I show value on their win total too. I, I project them eight point three, so I show a little bit of value. But if love doesn't hit, probably not going to hit. If love does hit, then you know there's a lot of upside with this team in this division. So I'd rather take the upside with them winning the division. So much bigger play on them to win the division, and then I just sprinkled on the Super Bowl and the reason why is that it's the NFC and if Love does connect this roster has a lot of other promising traits you know a really good offensive line that just wasn't healthy last year the Packers are just franchise is always going to have a really good offensive line they have a lot of good pieces there and if it's healthy it's a top tier unit and that's really good for a young quarterback and then you have a lot of young talented pieces uh even the kid Reed from Michigan State has looked decent. The like, there's just so many. You know, we saw the flashes last year of Watson and my God Dubs. So if you know, with this solid offensive line that'll help out Love, and I've liked what I've seen so far, but it's still hard to tell. The sample size is so small, and you don't really know. It's a guy that's been waiting in the wings for a while, so he's either going to hit or he's just going to fizzle out quick. So I'm going to buy the upside there because the defense also has, um, you know, it, it, especially there's some young defenders. If, the young defenders can hit too. The defense can go to another level. You, know, you got a shutdown corner that's back 100%. Don't love the coordinator on that side of the ball. But I think that the, the offense can be a really good stepping stone with a with the scheme and then this really good offensive line. So there's a, a lot of upside with this Packers team based on love and on a lot of uncertainty. And you're going to hype the Bears, but I don't see it yet with Fields. Um, just all of his numbers passing. And the thing is, is that I don't think that defense is going to be much better. It'd be a little better with some of the pieces they added, but he's going to have to run a lot. And, you know, look, I know that well, we'll get to the bears in a sec, but so I, I like the op- upside of the, of the Packers much more than the bears and not buying the Vikings. Think the lines are tattoo rated. So it made just total sense for me. And I'm a little higher than the market on the Packers to bet them plus 400 to win the division basically an upside play on love and some of their other younger pieces. And then look, 66 to one, if they get into the NFC playoffs and love is way better than expected, who knows? And I'd rather take that than the NFC. Their NFC price is like 25 to one because everyone's like the NFC is bad. I'd rather have the 66 to one because in order for them to get to the playoff, to get to the Super Bowl, it it means love is going to be way better than expected. And they're obviously really good. And I'd much rather have that that ticket in my pocket at 66 to one for one football game when the team obviously is way better um, than most projected than the 25 to one to win the NFC. So a little flyer on the 66 to one, but bigger play on four to one to win the division. Yeah, I, I get it. So what I see with the Packers in is I definitely think they're going to be competitive. They, like you said, they're like, even with losing Rogers, it's not by any means a terrible roster, um, I guess they're just, I guess I have, there's little things with me with, with, with that I see with the Packers that give me pause about their ultimate ceiling. I do think they have a decent floor. Uh, but I, so the first thing is that inexperience on offense uh, in the past catcher corps, you know, in, in a way it's, it's good. You know, you're young, you're athletic. Great. But Jordan Love, I like what I see from him, but Everything I've 
seen of him up to this point in all the numbers I have tell me that he's going to be turnover prone. And that's where my projection for the Packers goes down. Now there's a lot of random luck in, in turnovers and especially interceptions, but at every stage of Love's career, he has just been essentially way above at like just a, a turnover machine in terms of interception. So, you know, small sample in the NFL, only 83 attempts, but he's you know, the league average. I should say this: the league average interception rate is about 2.3, uh, 2.2, 2.3 percent uh, per attempt. So, in the re- regular season, he's only thrown 83 passes. Small sample, 3.6 interception rate. Okay, look at the preseason; he's got a, another 119 attempts, 4.2 percent interception rate. Okay, still small sample. Go back to his final season in college. 17 interceptions, 3.6 interception rate, led the nation in interceptions that year. So is that like combined with the relative inexperience of this group, I do I think they're they're going to be competitive, but I ultimately see something like that kind of being their downfall. Now, I think that's good news for your future because Turnovers, like we talk about, they can be random, especially interceptions. Uh, so there's a chance he could improve, but that's kind of where I'm at with love. And I just think they're going to be solid. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in a lot of games, but I, I think they're still a year away. I, I think you're going to see some growing pains with love finally able to get a full season. Um, I, I do like, I do think the offensive line is, is, is good. I don't have... I think it's high hopes for the defense as you, because this is where I, I take coaching in, into consideration. And we've seen this year and we talk about this every single year, the Packers get more and more talent on defense every year. And every year they're still below average. And they bring this guy, Joe Barry back. You know, it's been what, two straight years. They're outside their 20th or worse in DVOA. The talent's been getting better. I just don't understand why they bring this guy back. They have all these first rounders on their defensive front. They've had Jair Alexander. They, you know, Douglas has been very good uh, at the other corner spot. Uh, you know, just I mean, not, Alexander was hurt. In fact, I mean, yeah, but 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 you are know, like last year, Alexander played most of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I don't think he was healthy early on. But still, I, I get your point. I'm not a very yeah. Guy. yeah now, so that, I, I wish that they they went and got um, another defensive coordinator and changed up schematically. But the guys are there. Defense, there's a lot of variance there. But I get your point. I'm not. Uh, yeah. It's one of so, the things I don't like about them um, is their defensive scheme. But I, one other positive note that I'll say is I really like their schedule, the nuances of it. So, like, for example, tell me, you know, they go. So here are the tell me which road game they can't win. Where you're like, guy, right, they're losing that game at Chicago, at Atlanta, at Vegas, at Denver after a bye which is good at Pitt, at Detroit, at the Giants, at the Panthers, at the Vikings. That's their entire road slate. So for a young quarterback, young skill position players, um, you know, this speaks to the variance again, right? You're, but you're going to get a lot of the good teams that you're playing at home. And I like that for this team. And they get, like, some of these teams, you know, so you'll get, like, the Rams at home, which you should win. But they get the Chiefs and the Chargers at home. And I like that for this young team because they catch them on, like, 
tricky spot. So like the the Chiefs go to the Raiders, I believe. Second straight road game at Green Bay before they host the Bills. Like just a weird non-conference second road game before a huge game. Could be a, a sleepy spot. Chargers come to Green Bay, you know, I think later in the year. Could be cold week before they host Baltimore. Um, so they get some of, they could steal a couple of these games that they normally wouldn't win. Um, and none of the road games are games where they can't win if love is, you know, decent. And that's what he has to be. And if he is really good, then there's a lot of upside. If he's just okay, then, you know, they they could still just get lucky win nine, 10 games and win this division. But I'd rather, much rather take the upside of the division than the win total. Yeah, no, I totally it, agree. It could go all the way wrong. Could go all the way wrong, too. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where the Packers are, too. I think they're, you know, they could kind of pivot into somewhat of a tank if, you know, things start out really bad. Um, but I I don't think Love is going to be bad. I just think he's going to be a little bit mistake-prone and eventually get better. But I think he's just – I think it's just going to be some growing pace. I'm, I mean, if Barry could ever get this defense together – then it would there would be talking because that that's what worries me is that okay they go eight and nine last year with Aaron Rodgers they have most of the sim, a similar defense talent wise that they had last year um, and now you're going to rely on that defense even more this year because like I said I think you know Aaron Rodgers love him or hate him was not turning the ball over you know that I mean I know they had that couple of fluke games against Detroit, I think, where you had like those three interceptions in the end zone. But generally speaking, Aaron Rodgers not turning the ball over. That's something I don't think we've seen in this Packers offense to the extent that I think it's going to be this year. So it's like they have to rely more on his defense and then and then turnovers are swing games. So you know, I, I get it. I get your that's, argument. That's just where I'm at. I get your argument, but um it's a team four to one to win yeah, the no, NFC I, North. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm hold on, I'm 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 transitioning into your argument. So you countering playing devil's advocate to my Packers future because you're worried about the defense. And now you're going to tell us about the bears because you're not worried about the defense. So here's the thing. I think the bears have more like, so the thing with the Packers is I've seen the bears have more upside that we are. We've yeah. seen as a, no, as a team. Yeah. I think, I think fields, I think the offense has more upside and I think the defense does as well because Okay, we know linebackers aren't going to be that important, so yeah, whatever. They added some elite linebackers, uh, but it, this is kind of kind of similar to the Giants, I think, where you have a bunch of young players in the secondary that could. Like, and again, I'm not saying this is guaranteed. I'm just saying there's upside because you have guys like Gordon and, and Johnson and uh, Brisker. I mean, it's not bad, but uh, you know those guys could take step. You know, they pretty decent draft capital. Uh, I like. I mean, I don't think Ngakwe is a player he was early in his career, but he's at least going to get you sacks. Like I don't think he's ever had fewer than than eight and a half. Um, so he's going to get you sacks. I think. I think the defense will be better than last year. And when you look at the, well, that's offense, not hard to do. Being yeah. better than last year. And and but that's the case with a lot of these teams in the NFC. And it's just if you could just improve your defense a little bit, you have a ton of upside. And when you look at this Bear team, okay, so you got Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields has Jalen Hurts type upside. I think when you look at the progression of Hurts in his career, where he started out as a guy, accuracy was down. 
Justin Fields' QBR from year one to year two doubled. It went from 26 to a little over 54 uh, in year two. His touchdown rate was top six in the league. The real killer for Justin Fields is the sacks. That's what he's got to get under control. The passing metrics took steps, even last mm. year when – I mean, no, this is just the numbers. This isn't like, it's not my opinion. Like, this is just. I mean, like, his uh, catchable ball rate, his, some of his underlying accuracy numbers are very worrying. Exactly. But that's, we've seen that before with quarterbacks when they don't have a great supporting cast. Because remember, it's not, it's not just a quarterback's accuracy. It's also the receivers, the separation, you know, the overall, like, who's open on the play and in what spots. And, that's where I think you're going to see the improvement with DJ Moore and not just DJ Moore, but combining that with a healthy Mooney with Cole Komet, who, you know, gave, gives them a, a red zone threat. Like, I think that's going to help. And I think the old line will be better. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like, all right. So Braxton Jones, pretty good. It, it, last could, year. it could uh, be a little better, but he, Fields is under pressure like forty percent of the time. But that's um, but part of that. But think about it; it all goes together. I know, I know. Sacks it's like are the receivers. It's, yeah, it's like the receivers not getting open because like last year, it's Dante Pettis and Saint Brown. Mooney was only there for like half the year. Claypool had no idea what he was doing. So part of that is just receivers aren't getting open quickly. They're not. They're not getting open at all or quickly. Now you're in a situation where you're, you know, as a young quarterback, you don't know exactly what to do yet. You're holding the ball. You're taking sacks. The O line should be better. I think Jones is good. I think you yeah, know Jones is a big get. If right hits at the, you know, that's why you drafted a tackle. Jenkins took um, a big step forward. Like he was a lot better last year. I mean, the pass protection was still eh, okay, but I mean, still a lot better last year than um, his rookie year. Davis is is a pretty solid get at guard. He's you know he's pretty consistently good the last few years. Uh, White here going back to center. That's Again, solid. Like I think the right is the biggest question mark at right guard. But I mean, that's still a first round, what number ten overall. So you have some pedigree there. Uh, so I don't really see any glaring weaknesses anymore on the offense. To where I think all of it's going to kind of combine for. Fe- and remember, this is Fields. You know, now he's in year two of the scheme. Things switch from one rookie year to to this year. So we've seen this with Josh Allen. We've seen this with with Jalen Hurts. We've seen, I, I think Justin Fields is going to be the next quarterback to take these jumps passing efficiency-wise because he's already taken them even last year. So, we, you know, we did see some growth in, in a lot of areas. So I think that combined with the, the upside of the secondary, we still got a lot of young players. The, the middle of the defense, at least, you can't just spam it this year the way you could last year. And, yeah, I still think there's a lot of work to do uh, on the defensive line. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the issue. But like I said – Took a, a fire on Ngakwe. He's probably getting you eight sacks. Uh, who'd you get? Billings, I think, is, uh, you know, he's solid. You know, but it, it's not, it, it goes, it's a very kind of, I think there's potential to be an average defense. And this, my issue with the, a team like the Packers versus the Bears is, like, they have all this talent and they're still not playing up to up to potential. Whereas the, the, the Bears, I mean, I think Everflus, year two, New pieces, upside young guys, new ski, different, uh, you know, gear two in the scheme. I, I think this, def- I think there's a lot of room for improvement, and this, de- this division isn't very strong. Like even to your point, the Lions aren't a great front runner. 
um, all things considered. So that's why I like the Bears. But I, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, Fields could also, also be a turnover machine, just like Jordan Love. But Justin Fields also was uh, first in the league in yards per carry, ran for, you know, what, 1,100 yards? So that my last point, I get what you're saying. I, why we disagree and what makes podcast good disagreeing on certain different teams within the same division. Um, it'd be boring if we didn't, I don't see it with fields, but if he does take a big step forward, yes. Then the offense has a lot of potential. I mean, it makes you get, you add a number one receiver, but then you get Mooney back healthy. And then he's way more effective as the number two, the field stretcher. So it all makes sense. If fields takes that next step, I don't see that. I still don't see it with the defense. The defense was historically bad last year. And the, I just don't see it with the secondary, which needs to be so much better because the defensive line doesn't have it. So, like, you're not getting any help, which is my worry. And then, because of that, maybe it's, this is good for your fields, you know, an MVP case, if he does take that next step. You're going to be in a lot of shootouts, and fields' best weapon is his legs, and he's the injury risk there is huge, and then you're down on Nathan Peterman. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I said, but, but that's the, you could say that about the Eagles as well. I mean, all these quarterbacks, Ravens too. But you don't Ravens. need Hurts to run. You don't need Hurts to run like he. But but yeah, now but you don't up. because he got a better supporting yes. cast. So uh, that's yeah. what I'm if, saying with so, Fields. Yeah, if he takes that step. But yeah, but you're, you're right with Lamar. Their offense, they needed him to run in the past. And w- what has happened the last two years? No, I agree. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Um, now that can happen to pocket passers too but i'm saying like if they're in all these shootouts and fields is like last year he was just getting just hit all over the field um but i but here's where i'll agree with you in this division it just depends on your taste you either take a shot with the bears or the packers yeah exactly like we're, we're definitely not betting on the vikings given what they're doing we're you know the lions are, and there's no value on the line yeah we like you know it's like i don't dislike the lions I, yeah. I like them it's just yeah there's not really much to do with them but yeah i agree i think that these two teams like there's the you know we talked about the bears Pairs, packers week one baby <laughs> i know right that's that's it we gonna be on opposite sides in the six pack so only, only uh, i'm gonna picks. be on the packers i'm gonna be on the packers <laughs> are, that. Aren't, are they favorite or are they is nah, it, they're catching okay. two Oh, they're in Chicago? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but, like, I think all these teams we're talking about may be better than all the teams in the NFC South except the Falcons. Like, I, I you know, like, that's the thing. Like, I, the Saints, everyone's expecting them to win 9, 10 games because of their schedule. Please don't bring up the NFC South. But, uh, like, internet, Internet's going to crash. We're going to be stuck here. <laughs> Do not bring up the <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, go to the NFC West. Uh, hold on, hold on. We got to uh, got to tell the people about our uh, you know our, our sponsor here. You know we're doing these episodes because the season is almost here, and uh, I know you and I can get so busy that sometimes we forget to do basic things like you know eat food. So that's why we're excited about our new sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Factor hooks you up with delicious, chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your crib. You will save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. Uh, And there are three main things that we love about Factor. Number one, no chopping ingredients, no prepping, no cleaning up. Uh, Number two, you get great flavor and nutritional quality that you need to tackle challenging topics like the Vikings winning 13 games despite negative point differential. And Factor is fresh, never frozen, 
meals. They're ready in just two minutes. So this August, run your own two-minute drill with Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just select your meals and enjoy fresh food delivered to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash action network pod 50. That's five zero. And use code action network pod 50 to get 50% off. That's code action network pod 50 at factormeals.com slash action network pod 50 for 50% off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So let's get out of this NFC North. Let's go to this NFC West. Start with the Niners. The win totals at FanDuel is 10.5, juiced minus 162. So essentially it's more like 11 flat, 11 1, uh, you could say. Uh, think I like Purdy. Uh, glad he's back. Uh, think that the O line on the interior could be an issue. Also, Trent Williams, you know, another guy that you just wonder when, when he's going to stop being amazing. Um, but, uh, overall not, not going over on, on this Niner team. Love do, do like the roster, but, uh, do think they're a little more fragile than in recent years, just with the interior line. Um, you know, so what, what are your thoughts here on, on, on this Niner team? They always get so close and never, never can win the whole thing. Yeah. I project them 10 and a half. Um, yeah. so no value either way, but yeah, they get so close and their average games lost injury wise, offense or defense last five years. What do you think their best finish was either side, either side, like 21st, something like that. 19th. Yeah. 19th. I figured they always, always in the Both top sides of the ball. And they still, um, and they're still right there. Usually almost still every right there. So imagine if they get injury luck this year. Um, yeah. I mean, you lose, a couple pieces in the secondary and and McGlinchey and Brunskill on the offensive line. So the interior offensive line, secondary, some question marks there, but this team is really solid. I mean, when they had a McCaffrey, we talked about what the Falcons can do with creating mismatches and what Shannon can do with him and Debo and then Kittle. And, and then that run game, like it's, uh, it's, it's going to be good. Um, and Purdy looks healthy the offense is going to be good at Shanahan. They went 12 straight before the injury. And then who knows what would have happened in that game against the Eagles. I, you know, looking, the team's going to be solid. They're going to be in the discussion. They're going to be in the playoffs barring major. Um, you know, the 49ers are the second best team, in my opinion, in the NFC. It's kind of like the three head, you know, I put Dallas right there too. Um, but the difference between Dallas, Philly, and the 49ers is the 49ers are in a much easier division and they're my, you can find minus 160 to win the division. I played that. Um, I show value in that number, even though I'm only at 10 and a half, their win total, because number one, the cards, 
if you listen to we, we did our podcast a couple months ago, I was like, just bet the Cardinals under six and a half. It's five and a half now. I project them, or I think it's four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. It's open five and a half. So I said bet under five. It's four and a half. I project them four point three. You know, they they had bad injury in one score luck last year, but who cares? It's a new team. Like it's a brand new team, brand new court, first time coordinator, first time coach, first time offense coordinator, first time defense coordinator. Like new offensive line outside of Humphreys. Murray, they're probably not going to rush back. I love that the trade that they made. Like, they're, but this team's tanking. Like, they want to get um, just a draft pick, and this is just a complete rebuild. Um, questionable cornerback and all over. Um, new defensive line. It's it's a brand new team. It's the worst roster in the NFL, especially when you throw in the fact that their quarterback, starting quarterback, is hurt, and who knows when he's going to be back. The Cardinals are not winning this division. I like a lot of weird things can happen in the NFL. I cannot see that happening in any world. Um, the Rams are a mess. This is a roster that needs to be, they sacrificed it all. I'm curious who won, which who won the trade between the Lions and the Rams? Uh, the Rams got a Super Bowl. The Rams so got a Super Bowl, right? Got but the Rams. I think that, I mean, look what Stafford is now and look where the, they like sacrificed years and years while the draft picks are traded. Like winning a Super Bowl, it's so random. I don't know. Like, I I would rather my team not sacrifice at all for a Super Bowl and then be in the mix and then just hope to get lucky than to do with the Rams because the Rams are a mess. I mean, and Stafford's not getting any younger. Uh, they lost their defense is just one player. Um, their defense is a disaster. They also have major specialties questions. Like, if look at their special teams; they're hilarious. Um, and so they're not winning. I cannot see them winning this division. Yeah, it's, it's Seattle, San Francisco. It's Seattle, San Francisco, and I think Seattle's. I. That's some upside. Valued. But... They have some upside, but I think I, I, look. I love their receiving core now. Um, you know, you got your two rookie tackles. They're look. Seattle is on the brink mm-hmm. of like, what is Carroll doing? Um, he's not adjusting his offensive scheme, his defensive scheme, like even his play calling. Like he's just he's an old man. He's running this old cover three. They've like changed their defensive schemes. Last year they were like twenty eighth on first down runs. So like they've their offense has evolved with the coordinator higher, and then he pulled off the heist of Wilson and got rid of him at the right time. Got all those draft picks, and then last year you get two in a in a draft you get two starting cornerbacks and two starting tackles. Yeah, in a draft, like what the fuck? So, and you also took a running back in the second round and still yeah. made it, and did another did it again this year. And you probably still yeah. going to make it work somehow. Yeah, that was like years <laughs> after. Like, well, the Seahawks would always have the most bizarre draft choices. You'd be like, wait, they, they took this random DN yes. 12th overall or this random linebacker. Um, and so now the roster is like was saved. It was – they got to be – it was on life support. And a surgeon came in and just miraculously saved it. And now the roster is in better shape. But I don't. I'm not sure Geno Smith can repeat what he did last year. I don't know the defense. It was. I don't, it's not as good as it played early in the year. We saw some of the cracks down the stretch. After their bye last week with the Seahawks, they went three and five, right to get to the playoffs. Limp in there. Here's who they beat. They beat the Rams. Two two of those games were against the Rams by a combined seven points against John Wolford and Baker Mayfield. Their other win came against Mike White and the Jets. That were their only three wins after the bye. Um, so I don't think that this team is as good as they were. They looked early in the season. There's a lot more promise now because of that draft, but 
I think Gino has a much better shot of regressing hard than he does of coming close to what he did last year. I know some of the underlying metrics were pretty good for Gino, um, but I uh, they were also lucky with injuries and turnovers that could turn. I do like that the front seven addressed the interior of the defensive line, but I project the Seahawks at 8.6, slightly into the under, but add all that together, like really low on the Rams, lean the under on the Rams too, but I'm at like 6-2, lean the under on the cards, lean under on Seahawks, add all that up, the consistent 49ers, I'm betting the 49ers to win this division. I like the Seahawks. I, I, I'm i higher on, on them than you are. I really like the the cornerbacks. You know, you kind of talked about it. You know, you, you find a corner and they found one in Woolen and now they got Witherspoon. Uh, you know, still still got digs back there. And I think a big thing too, because their their run defense was was really shaky. At, Hor- horrific. Yeah. yeah. They addressed the interior. I like and, that. And they got Bobby Wagner back. And see, another guy who just, when is it going to stop? You know, like he's year after year, he's just, week uh but either way that should help the run d so and, and i do think gino will be able to to keep it going because when you when you look at what seattle has done for him they've created a situation i mean lockett metcalf now smith and jigba i know he got the elbow injury so maybe he misses a couple weeks to start the year but they got guys that are going to separate and get open they got and they didn't really run the ball well but they have talented backs so really, they need this line to take a step forward. Now, Lucas probably was better than uh, who was the uh, uh, Cross was the higher draft pick. I think Lucas was probably better than Cross. So there is a chance, you know, there is some upside there if you get if you get Cross. I mean, the fact that you started two rookie tackles and yeah, like, and, were and, and, serviceable. and you're able to complete like seventy percent of your passes. Yeah. Um. So like, I, I think again, Lewis is okay. There yeah, are other questions. In yeah. Like too. the line could be okay, but. It's it's really built around. It, I think they're very well schemed. I think the team in general, yeah, they get kind of a bad rap for Carroll, but uh, the skill positions are are excellent uh, on offense, defense, cornerbacks. I think are excellent. Love the wag. Love getting Wagner back. Uh, like Diggs. You got uh, who is it? Uh, the dude from the Chargers on the edge. Uh, Uchenna. Uchenna. Wosu and Wosu and Wosu, yeah. So that's that's. I still think, I still think that that front, you know, like the the defensive line could be a, a bit of an issue. Uh, but because they're it's a two team race, I, I agree with you, hundred percent. I think the Rams defense is going to be horrible. I think the Cardinals are going to be very bad. So it's a two team race because of that. Uh, I did play some Seattle division just because. Just this because is the this is the head-to-head podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm taking Seattle, like you know. Whatever. No, I know. I don't. I don't over a minus Seattle. one. I, yeah, like, and yeah. it's it's not like I love. I like the upside, but also it's just it's more of a a play on. Okay, this is one of the few spots where I can kind of narrow it down. I'm getting plus money, and like you said, weird things happen in the NFL. I do think the Niners are a little more fragile than they are most years, and I think the Seahawks have a little more upside than they do. Most years, you know, the, the roster, like, even if you don't get a big jump from cross, I mean, just based on what they did last year, their offense was very good. And now you added the top receiver in the draft. You added one of the top running backs in the draft and on defense, you added one of the top cornerbacks in the draft. And you added one of the top linebackers, at least against the run in the entire league. So 
yes, they were underwhelming last year and kind of just, you know, they're just a mediocre team that happened to win where they win eight, nine games. I don't even remember how many games they won. Uh, but yeah, mediocre team. But this year, I think they could be more than just a, uh, you know, a mediocre team. And it's not going to really take that much. Just a little, little, little here, a little bit there. So I, I like the upside with the Seahawks, but I do agree that win total wise, I am for the most part in line. Like when I looked to bet their win total, I was like, no, I was like, I don't know. I have this pretty much right on. So I, I think that's why I took the upside bet with Seattle. I, I do still think they could eat, like a lot of these NFC teams, like they're all six, seven, eight ish, nine ish at best teams. Like they, they just all lumped together for me. So not a lot of medians there. Don't like the Panthers. We talked about that, but yeah, I took some Seahawks to win a division. Don't, don't mind the Niners. I just see the Niners, the Eagles and the Cowboys as the top, the top three teams and the Niners, and the Eagles are the highest price, so I end up, you know, Cowboys are the team I'm most intrigued in from from a futures perspective. But um, you know, th- this Niner team wouldn't surprise me if they finally put it together. I do think I like the floor because it seems like no matter what quarterback they put out there at this point, when you have so many weapons, I mean, McCaffrey, Debo is in better shape. He's going to have a bounce back. He has one good year every year of the year. Ayuk, Kittle, still. Yeah, but they're always, um, like, they're never going to have a bad Trent, year. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the fact that you could, pro- like, you could, like, all right, let's say Sam Darnold starts 17 games for the Niners. How many games do they win? Nine. That's pretty good for Sam Darnold. Yeah. So that that's my point. The, the Niners also are still going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Bosa is going to get signed, which is something, I mean, people are talking about that, but he's going to get signed from what I read very shortly. Um, the... Yeah, I, I will tell you with the Seahawks, there are, I can see some some of that upside, so I don't blame you. And I'll tell you that I showed value in San Fran division, and I actually showed value in Seattle under, but I chose, even though it's juicier, the San Fran division over the Seattle under, um, and just that because if, number one, if Seattle goes under, then... San, like we just talked about with the floor, then Seattle, then San Fran's winning this division. But there's also a world where some of that upside hits for Seattle, and then the Niners still win 12, 13 games. Yeah. So um, that's why I chose the – so I, I could see where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, it was just it was literally just simple math of, okay, I can narrow this down, and I'm getting plus money on one side. But I do I do like Seattle. We'll see. You know, they, they did lose um, – that the quarterback coach that was kind of credited with working with Gino behind the scenes at uh, Canales, he went to the Bucks. Uh, so you know, maybe that's a bigger loss than we think. But I, I do agree. I think their offense just like quietly has kind of smartened up and kind of done it their way. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see how because I feel like forever I've just been waiting for Seattle to kind of figure enough out on defense to get back to not they're not going to ever get back to that Legion of Boom type era, but like just get to get back to a, a play a respectable place. And that, that one year, I remember that second half of the year, I think they did it against, they, they like all of a sudden were allowing like 16 points a game. We were betting their unders every, every week. But yeah. uh, this year, I, I mean, there is I, better, better potential than most when you consider Woolen, Witherspoon, you know, the corners and, and Wosu gives them a little more on the, on the line. I still, still would love them to have more on the line, especially having a, you know, face San Francisco twice a year and probably get to get by them in the playoff. You know, you got, and see, this is the thing about, you got to, 
to be good in the NFC and, and make a deep playoff run, you have to be good up front because you're going to go against San Francisco and, and Philly. You're probably going to have to get through San Francisco and Philly. And Dallas has a pretty good line too. So you know, I still would like them to add another piece up front. But yeah, a lot of, I don't, is Adams coming? Is he, Adams is Shaquille Leonard. Like uh, Jamal Adams, like when, is he coming back at all? Or is he just out indefinitely? Because that would be a, 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 a nice little boost too. I mean, that gives him. He's a, off the pup list by the oh, end of the week. Okay. Um, Okay. And yeah, cause let's see. You know, that, that could be a nice little boost if, if he can be disruptive and you, you know, he's still di- got digs. He got like that secondary could really transform if you have Adams flying around back there. Now, maybe he's just not the same, you know, been, hasn't really played, didn't play, I think played what one game last year went down. So we'll see, but yeah, just like the upside for Seattle. Uh, we could close it out, talk a little more about the, uh, the Rams and cars before we get out of here, but I do want to mention that football season is finally back. And now it's a great time to talk about first impressions. So whether you're a a team or a fan, you want to make a good one. And for us, that means taking care of our skin, which we're doing with the help of our sponsor Caldera lab. Caldera lab is a skincare routine that I can do right before I brush my teeth. My skin gets fresh. My breath gets fresh. It's all good. Just a minute in the morning, minute in the evening. Easy. The Caldera Lab regimen. I like just three products. You got the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. So the clean slate, face wash, base layer, moisturizer, and then good is a little night serum that you can use to you know, reduce wrinkles, puffiness, things like that. Uh, so you don't look like an old shriveled up, deflated Tom Brady Indianapolis football or anything like that. But uh, we do love talking about, you know, the numbers here. So I should mention that Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and clinical trials found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for just a few weeks. Good way to avoid that grizzled Aaron Rodgers face, get that smooth Zach Wilson face. Just one minute in the morning, one minute at night, all it takes to reduce signs of aging caused by the sun and my bets going into overtime or just, you know, betting on guys like Sam Darnold. But just for our audience, we got an exclusive offer. Use code ACTION right now at calderalab.com. You get 20% off right now. That's their best offer anywhere. 20% off with code ACTION at calderalab.com. Make an unforgettable first impression that leads to those charming words. You look younger, 20% off at calderalab.com with code ACTION. Going back to the Rams, you know, smooth is just, I think it's going to be anything but with that defense. Because you talk about a team that was cap, you know, kind of had to make moves in interest of the cap. I mean, it's, the Rams pretty much got rid of almost their entire defense outside of Aaron Donald and... Uh, they did sign John Johnson, so you know he's good for them a couple years ago. I mean, I guess that's something. Yeah, I know, right? Like that's that's the upside of the Rams. It's like, oh yeah, they brought back John Johnson. Something. John Johnson started in the Super Bowl. He's, <laughs> he's going to fix all their problems. It's it's something. It's something. But no, I I, I think this defense is going to be bad I, as Horrendous. much. You know, Aaron Donald, generational, one of the goats, uh, but he alone cannot a defense make. And I mean, can you even like who's Who's the second best player on this defense? Even I can't even. Ernest Jones, probably. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> fuck. Uh, who is who am I thinking of? Oh my god, all those old NFL films. What do you? Oh, oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. It's like a one of those linebackers. Why can't I? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, this this team needs a. This team could use like an entirely new defense. That's obviously not going to happen. Um, See, ninety. If you told if you, I said this with uh, the Vikings defense because they had so many new guys. But if you ask any casual, even like fans that follow the NFL closely, name three defenders on the Rams defense not named Darren Donald. It's like I, 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 I struggle. This, with it's that. like ye- there's yeast. Kobe Durant is starting Fuller, at corner. Fuller, Jordan Fuller, Fuller is starting at safety. John Turner, Johnson, <laughs> Kobe Turner, John yeah. Johnson, uh, uh, Ernest Jones. The rookie, uh, the edge dude, Young, I think his name is, By- Bryant Young. Byron, oh, By- Byron Young. Byron, Byron Young. Young. Um, who's their other corner? Roe. They got a bunch of guys. I don't think Rochelle. they have. Oh, yeah. I- um, with Isaac? Isaac Rochelle? I think Robert. Oh, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I think. Oh, I'm thinking uh, of Isaac Yidium. Yidium, whatever his name is. Um, their linebackers yeah. are like, um, besides Ernest Jones, um, it's. Uh, I- I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them now, and I still don't even know who these dudes are. There's one that's an FCS dude um, who played at like South Dakota State. And this is why Roseboom, Rosebaum, Rosebaum. Oh, Ro- Christian, Christ- Christian Rose, Christian Roseboom. I guess Roseboom, Roseboom, Roseboom. Um, and who's their other linebacker? I can't think of their other linebacker. I mean, I there's a but I don't know who's actually projected star. I see PFF has Roseboom and Jones. Young. They and play a three-four. Hot Michael Hot. Well, he's an edge. He's an edge. No, he plays. I think he plays linebacker. I, so I hate how some sites he played, just don't. He played last year. He's like an Ivy League guy. Yeah, they, like this is who they have. They have like FCS Ivy League. This defense is bad, so bad. Like they, they're gonna need Aaron Donald to play like every position. Imagine just Aaron Donald at corner, just still their best <laughs> corner. <laughs> you also have like offensive line, still have offensive line issues. I get that they had like a trillion injuries last year. It's like on paper, it's like, oh, regression, um, you know, Stafford and Cup are back. But it's like, that's the, t- like, it's Stafford, Cup, and Donald's the entire team. It's like, yeah, I mean, having seen still a good right tackle, um, you get, you know, Allen back, Avila you drafted who I actually liked, but like, we are reaching. This team is bad. Yeah, and, and Stafford is, is, like, his health is in question. So, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's a very, like, this is another one of those, if things go wrong, wrong, this is another one of those like this could one, be a three they or one win. Yeah, they would win yeah. one game. Yeah, they'll beat the Cardinals. Like if hey. Stafford gets hurt again, like he's hurt, they'll win one game. Who's also, that? also, I, didn't, Although, I, I do like Bennett. Bennett will. Yeah. Bennett, all Bennett yeah, yeah, yeah. does. Bennett will come in and win a Super Bowl. With he's a team. baller, bro. Uh, you know how you so, know? Yeah. You know how you know your special teams is going to be bad when your when your punter is number forty two and your kicker is number forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that. That's how you know that this is going to be just a problem. But you know, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, I, I think I could I could still get behind the under six and a half. The more I look at this, like they start at Seattle, San Francisco, at Cincinnati. They go to Indianapolis, which is no guarantee. Uh, then Philadelphia. Maybe they finally get one at uh, home against Arizona, home against Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh has. If if Tomlin's, a, it'd be better if Pittsburgh was a dog in this spot. I don't know. I don't know what the line will be at. Like by the time we get there, but at Dallas, at Green Bay, into the bye. I mean, you know, late in the year, you got Cleveland at Baltimore. You end at Giants and at 
49ers. I mean, there's it's going to be tough for them to get to – what is it? They would need seven wins to go over. It would be tough. I mean, you're going to have to beat Washington at home, New Orleans at home, Arizona probably twice. And then I guess Indianapolis would be the fifth. Then you'd need, still need two more. Yeah, it's 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 dicey. It's, it's under dicey. nothing here. Yeah. I also, this team has no depth at all. Like None. I mean, they, their starters are, are not even good. But, like, I, I was reading this article uh, – to show you how when you don't have any depth, like your special teams then are really bad. Yep. And on like little things. So I, I was reading this. It was some, I forget the site. Maybe it's a more popular site, but I was reading the site uh, that covers the Rams. And they were just talking about how absolutely dreadful the punt coverage has been in the preseason. Um, but they've given up like 200 yards on punt returns and a touchdown on like 13 punt returns in preseason. Um, so there's, yeah, that's uh, not going to help their defense out either. I just feel like they keep giving up, they keep giving up like 30 points a game, every preseason game too. Like they give up yeah. 34 of the Raiders. And then I was, we were at me, Trebby and uh, Kerner were at the charger game and they gave up Dotson, the, like their fifth string running back goes for two long touchdowns. Like, like this is, yeah, it's, when you give up 34 points in back-to-back preseason games, I mean, some preseason games don't even get to 34. 30, the median preseason game is 38. Like, the fact that you're giving up 34 back-to-back, it's like the same thing as, like, the Panthers getting shut out. It's like, that's just a mark of so The funniest thing roster. is we just we just clowned on the Rams mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. They're 10-1 to 1 to win the division. The Cardinals are twenty five to one. <laughs> I honestly just rather just take a shot in the Cardinals. Like maybe fucking Kyler just makes a miraculous recovery and everyone gets hurt on every, on the Niners. I don't know. Like I feel like it, I just this Rams defense and special teams is going to be so bad that yeah, I rather just like the Cardinals catching everyone off guard. Oh, I would rather take Cardinals yeah, twenty five yeah, to one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but we're I'm not, not taking. We're not. Either. Yeah, yeah. No. No. So, but you do like the Cardinals uh, under at four and a half plus. No, not or... four and a half anymore. Okay. I would play it on a like. I think that they're going to like actively tank. Now, what I mean by that is like no NFL team actively tanks unless it's like the last week, um, and then like you and and you're not the t- Lovey Smith. But like, uh, who did that before? Uh, I think like Sean Payton. A couple of coaches have done it just in the last week. Like when you can get the first pick. But it's an NFL team and like your professional organization, like you're not going to just punt on first down. Like they're going to try to win the games you play. But what I mean by like a- actively tanking to get a better draft pick is let's hold out Murray for yes, that's a lot a, longer. That's a worry. Uh, and then if someone is like Buda Baker wants to be traded and so, there's someone wants Buda Baker like midway through the season and you, they go, that needs a safety or another position – you might be willing to say, yeah, here. Um, so my gut is that the Cardinals are going to actively um, do things like that and gives them a really good chance of having the worst record. But no, I make it 4.3. So no better four and a half. And it's just tough because we don't know exactly when Murray yes, will be exactly back. when. Because yeah. like if, if, if it's not going to be Murray, this team is absolutely – losing more than 13 games like i i can't i their super bowl is week 11 at houston like that that's 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 probably going to be their their super bowl after the uh you know after the 
the, the trade or whatever. But that's that's I mean that their D we can is, we can clown on their D too. Their the Cardinals D is bad bad, um, and the maybe it's Greg Greg Dortch season. What are you projecting for Greg Dortch in fantasy? Uh, but I got him. Behind. I think he's gonna be like the backup slot. So not much. I'm just kidding. That's yeah, a college okay. shout out. I'm a. I'm a I mean, he had a good season, season last year. Um, but but maybe some of the wide receivers on. Yeah. I mean, Brown's not bad. More more has some upside. Wilson. I mean, no, I'm just saying because they're going to be throwing the entire yeah, yeah. game, like down and losing, right? But but like we don't. That's the that's the issue. Like right now, I have Murray projected for like I think like nine or ten games, but it's it's like it's tough. It's it's almost impossible. Uh, but yeah. no, this team and this team could be really bad against the run. Uh, I guess Buda Baker's still here, so there's that. But yeah, it's this. If I would love to know, because like it's been so unclear with with Kyra Murray. It's like, I, you know, oh, he was chopping at the bit to play in week one, and then I every other place is like, oh, he might not be back all season. It's like, <laughs> which yeah. is it? And they, they're not. Gannon's not disclosing whether he's going to go with Clayton Tune or, or Colt McCoy in week one. I mean, this is just they're just keeping us on our toes here. But uh, yeah. yeah, if they don't, if they don't right, be that's Washington. enough NFC West. We, yeah. we, we got to get out of here. We, right. We've talked enough about the NFC West. Yeah. So, so re- uh, for me, it's I'll, I'll okay. something like yeah. the 49ers division is the only thing I got in the NFC West. Good for you if you got some of the earlier unders on Rams and cards. NFC North, um, I think the Lions are overvalued a bit, and uh, I'm right in line with the with the pack, with the Vikings. So, you know, I guess a little under, but I think in that division, you either want to take a shot. On the Bears and Packers, I chose Packers division, and I threw just very small fun dart on them Super Bowl. For me, it's the Bears division uh, over the win total at seven and a half. Justin Fields, MVP, uh, not doing anything with the Lions or Vikings. Are you going to throw a dart on the Bears Super Bowl? <sighs> Probably not. I, I, I really think the – I mean, I, I, I might. I got to look at the value again. I, I just, there's such a big separation for me with, you know, Dallas, San Francisco, and Philly that, I mean, essentially, like, there, a lot would have to go wrong, I think, for one of those teams to not end up blocking the pairs. But, you know, I'll, I'll take a closer look at it. But as of now, no. Nah, um, also, if it's going to be like the Bears, I get what you're saying about, like, yeah, the NFC odds are worse. But, I mean, even if the Bears get to the Super Bowl, like, I don't really going to have to beat Mahomes or. Burrow no, or Howard. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I mean, they could. They could be. I could. The Bears could beat the Bills. I could see that. Like, so, like, just the Bills unraveling at the exact worst time, and Josh Allen just like looking mad, lost after he just threw like a pick six on like from the one yard line when he could have just walked in or something. You know, something r- ridiculous like that. But uh, still, nah. Yeah, it's, it's wide right. No, Bills have a field goal oh, to win it and go wide right oh, at the end. Oh, Sorry, Bills fans. Oh. I love you, Bills fans. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no Super Bowl for me. And then NFC, I took some Seahawks division. Um, you know, just just based on the fact it's a two team race and they're getting the plus money and they're they're about a couple wins behind the 49ers, but crazy, you know, two two and a half. But crazier things have happened. As a reminder, our, our NFC part one is up. Our AFC part one and two is up. You can find Stuck on Twitter at Stucky Two or X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you can find Stucky on X. That's Tucky 2 on the Action Network app. I'm at Chris Raybon. It's award-winning. It's free. I'm saying that all backwards, but uh, get this money. <laughs> Let go.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.